You're listening to a podcast from BJSM. Welcome to the BJSM podcast, which goes into a little bit more detail on the issues that arose when Richard Frobel and his team published their first ACL reconstruction paper in the New England Journal of Medicine. As you'll know, if you listen to the first podcast or are familiar with the field, the group just published five-year outcomes from a study that randomised folks to either early reconstruction or structured rehab followed by reconstruction if needed. There were some criticisms and in this podcast we asked Ricard what they were and his reaction to them. Thank you very much, Karim. I'm happy to be here. Ricard, after the two-year New England paper, there was a lot of media attention and you've been travelling and talking about this a lot. So what was the general reaction to the finding? And then we'll be happy to talk about a couple of specific points. But what was the general reaction to your study results you know, three years ago? Well, uh, I must say that the general reaction was not uh, very welcoming. Uh, I was amazed about the fact that over the years that we conducted this RCT, everyone approached me and said, this is really great that you're doing this study. This is an answer that we have been trying to get for a very long time, and everyone was cheering for us to go on and move this further. Uh, Then we did it uh, according to all the scientific rules there are, so we didn't have any idea of what the results would be. And then when we shared the results, I think it was not the results that most of the people would have expected uh, or even hoped for. So uh, then there was a lot of criticism uh, about the trial and mainly about the results, actually. And what specific issue came to the surface about the results? Well, one of the issues was that uh, there was much more meniscus surgery in the delayed ACL reconstructionist group, which apparently was not true. And uh, as we have shown in the five-year paper, we cannot detect such differences here. Another issue was that uh, the people that did not have an ACL reconstruction, they will get OA in a higher frequency than those who were operated on. And at least after five years, that's not what we see. Uh, We will have to await the 10-year results to give a more firm answer, but after five years, we do not see that. And the third one was mainly from a Danish group uh, headed by Mikkel Krogsgaard. That was criticism to using coups as an outcome measure in these patients. And what was the concern about the coups, Richard? Uh, the concern about the cues was that it was not sensitive enough to pick up differences between the groups, so that would explain uh, the fact that we failed to find any differences. So they would they would then say that it was according to the cues and not according to the fact that there was no differences between the groups. And what sort of clinical impression do you have to show that actually people are doing equally well? Uh, Well, first, uh, to talk a little bit about the coups, I would say that assessing the patient's own perspective of a disease or of an injury is, of course, very challenging and and difficult. And there might be issues with the coups, but coups was validated and, and tested for reliability 
in patients with ACL injury, and GUS is also used in all the registries in Scandinavia and in Australia, and also in the Moon and Mars cohorts of the U.S. So I would say that there is a large agreement on using GUS for uh, these individuals. And there's also a lot of publications using GUS, not only ours. Uh, so, in fact, you will have to criticize all of the publications then and not only ours. But I admit, of course, that there might be issues with the cues, and, and one of them is that we ask a lot of questions. Um, and it's also a longitudinal outcome measure, so it's, it's developed to both look into ACL-injured young patients and people with osteoarthritis. So I, I follow the work of the Danes very closely, and I think they are having some good points. But still, uh, using cues is the the main outcome measure uh, at the moment, and uh, we will have to rely on that. Uh, secondly, I would then say that all the other outcomes in the study, including SF36, return to sports, um, uh, x-rays and everything is pointing in the same direction that there is no differences between the groups. Thanks, Ricard. That is indeed a compelling case and uh, it certainly will influence many people's practice as it already has and uh, dare I say it, we look forward to the 10-year results uh, which is a lot more hard work coming up for you. Yeah, thanks. For more information about this program and other BMJ Group podcasts, go to podcasts.bmj.com.